0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to A Cat on My Head. That's what we're calling this episode, A Cat on My Head, because I just got in. Steven's been rushing me for the last two hours. He's like, where are you, you monster, you son of a bee, you
1: mother lover? Here's the scoop, guys. Okay, go ahead. My kids right now are at my mom, and Elizabeth is working. So for the first time in, like, almost a year or two, I have a stress free podcast ahead with no time limit. Well, I had. We were supposed to do this at one and Jared has like a million different excuses and now it's three. So two hours have gone by wasted for no reason. And now I, this kind of sucks because I can't, there's a time limit now. Like there's, I'll have to go eventually go pick up my kids because my mom's not really supposed to be babysitting them for that much longer now so i guess in an hour or an hour and a half maybe i need to go so it's all your fault
0: i was really looking forward to
1: that and you've ruined my day you bastard you truly are the worst
0: (laughs) the worst and just so everyone is clear we don't have four hour podcasts (laughs) so we're 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 all right with that damn you oh my god it took forever i was waiting at my bus stop forever and ever and ever and then uh i finally uh got a cab i was on hold for like 10 minutes
1: you bastard
0: yeah but you want to know the worst part i get out of my cab and um as i'm as i'm like like, you know, getting my, my stuff ready to get back into the apartment. Yeah, what the, do I see? The bus. Yeah, the bus is like maybe two minutes away. So I was like, perfect, 25 bucks down the toilet. That's great. That's awesome. That's Jared Luck all the way. So we have a glorious show for you today.
1: Uh, been yes, we do. We do. It's Stephen prepared.
0: That's right. Which means there's two things. And no, 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 is, no! Uh, it it's uh, it's actually well taught <laughs> oh, no. of,
1: and there's a <laughs> lot of stuff to discuss. It's not Jared Rush with like nothing, no content. There's actually content right. today. There
0: is, and I'm opening my email right now. And it says Saint Subert. Perfect. <laughs> that's a that's a rotisserie chicken place. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Rotisserie. They chicken have
1: amazing one. chicken poutine.
0: <laughs> they do. Okay, so uh, okay, so first thing I have to say is uh, Jared is a dick. That was uh, explicitly uh, mentioned, so <laughs> there we go.
1: That has officially been mentioned. This is Nintendo fanboys, by the way. Great job hosting this uh, episode hey, forty-two. Right. F- forty-two. Your email says forty-one,
0: so uh-huh. it might be
1: forty-one, guys. Or I think it's forty-two. <laughs>
0: I love it. We are the best. Yeah, it's got to be 42. You see, you lied in your email. How dare you? (laughs) Okay, so let's get this show on the road. So for those of you uh, who are just tuning in, if you don't know this, if you're watching this on YouTube, which chances are very high that you are watching this on YouTube, the podcast is published as soon as it is put together on iTunes and or other podcast streaming services. So if you'd like to uh, check us out in audio only format, you can go ahead and do that. And we don't really have a schedule. It's just sort of out there. And if you are watching us on YouTube and you're wondering, hey, what's going on? We alternate between Nintendo fanboys and Canadian gamers. Canadian gamers is typically anything we really want to talk about. Could be Nintendo. Sometimes we do have like a, a Nintendo heavy uh, podcast, but we try to make it a little more well-rounded or talk about themes or Stephen did like uh, interviews and stuff like that. And they alternate every two weeks. So every second Sunday, there is a podcast. And with that out of the way, there is some other, not really housekeeping, but more more some uh, very interesting stuff in the sense of uh, the channel sort of exploded on YouTube in the last, I want to say since the announcement of Dragon Quest Eleven to the, uh, I was going to say the US, but to North America and Europe. Our channel has literally exploded. I mean, right now, I'm just going to open it up and
1: check. We're five subs away.
0: Five subs away from 9,000. That's pretty amazing, guys pretty amazing and uh, i want to just say thank you to absolutely everyone especially steven for all his hard work and dedication throughout all these weeks and months and years of making sure to keep me on track and come up with ideas and i'm the
1: brains behind the operation i'm not the video content dude i'm just the guy with all the good ideas exactly and it's it's amazing because at this rate we're going at around hundred subs a week right now which is crazy we've never been I think we had one peak when it if like six seven eight years ago with last of us two where we really got a, a ton that's when the the channel got its second birth but now it's like this is crazy and it seems like the higher the sub count goes the high the more people share us so the more new people we reach and it seems like if this continues we might reach 10k in less than two months if if this track record keeps up and jared has a lot more dq content going all the way until dragon quest 11 this september will release there's always going to be a, a few weeks when there's not as much content but still there's always a dq 10 uh gameplay video every thursday and th- is the dq 11 let's play done
0: um good question hold on a sec i got the uh, calendar one second here uh, you got it right here
1: okay so anyway my, my point being is that no. no man uh it ends on uh may 19th okay so there you go we have tons of uh, more dq content on the way and it's incredible right now like i said like uh, 20 subs or so a day we've been having for the last two weeks
0: yeah I, I honestly it's uh it's been amazing, and I just want to say that it's not just subs uh i have i i I've, I've been having a very hard time keeping up with the comments like our comments have exploded on some of these uh, vlogs that I've been doing as of late, one of which we're gonna actually specifically talk about. but I just want to quickly go in here and show you guys because I know a lot of you guys have been listening for years, which we truly appreciate. But, like, to give you an idea, uh, a typical post that we do reaches around 100, 120 people in a day on, like, a really, that's a good video. That's, like, a very, very good video. But as of late... Even stuff like Timothy. So Timothy has been, like, helping out, you know? That's what he's trying to do, and I really appreciate it. He's been trying to help out, posting, you know, a couple of things here and there every Monday, typically, or he's tried to get him out every Monday. And he plays a lot of, like, card games and stuff like that, and I told him, just go and have fun, you know? Like, I'll leave Mondays to you. You can go crazy. If I do the same thing with Steven, it'll be Pokemon Day or something like that, which I'd actually really like. Um, and even his stuff is getting like ninety 90 plus views, which is really good, you know it's really really good. but to give you an idea of like the vlogs i i really i have zero production values in the vlogs. I just don't have a setup here to make that happen. and I did that shocking new Dragon Quest eleven feature discovered. I posted that at 10 twenty four pm on the 18th and right now that's two days later but not two days because it's not 10 o'clock at night it has 1205 views our dragon quest uh one to ten retro areas video there that uh was requested i i don't recall the name i'm very sorry uh, one of the the fans on YouTube had had basically made a challenge for me and said, "If you post like all the areas all sub not just like Dragon Quest Nine and Dragon Quest I, which is what he had seen or she had seen before. so I said, "Okay, you know, challenge accepted, and I went ahead and showed the different areas and sure enough they they subbed, but to give you an idea, that video currently has one thousand three hundred and eighty views, and it was posted on the seventeenth you know that's that's just three days ago. And today, this morning, I posted a very light collector's corner showing the hoary Dragon Quest Slime Wired Controller. And that has 250 views. So we're, like, essentially doubling or tripling what our, our regular views are for, for, like, the day. I mean, going down, all of the Dragon Quest videos that I have done over the last two weeks are pretty much over 1,000 views. It's it's pretty inc- like incredible. I mean, even the uh, Dragon Quest eleven Canadian gamers I did solo because Stephen ditched me. It was is at eight hundred and twenty seven views. So all this to say, I find it uh, incredible. Here, I am just looking for the first time here. Let's make the Dragon Quest franchise great again, which was a forty two minute vlog has two thousand nine hundred and ten views, and it was posted just a, a couple of weeks ago. You know, like that that's not normal for for us and uh, I just want to say you know thank you thank you very very much it's uh, it's awesome I mean the Dragon Quest the two Dragon Quest 11 reviews this is the last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about because I'm just so happy you know like this is amazing I'm just typing it in so oh I should put review that'll make a that'll make a big difference okay so Dragon Quest uh, where are you Dragon Quest. 11 review on the PlayStation 4 has 23,254 views and Dragon Quest. That would be a little bit earlier. YouTube's uh, search is kind of crappy. It, it includes absolutely everything. That's a Dragon Quest 11, even though I put review. Yeah. Uh, duh, 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 you should see like the first impressions and stuff are all in the thousands, but the review for the 3DS version, come on, come on, come on.
1: Yeah, it, It's at 22 something
0: yeah where the hell is it here we go uh yeah 22,793 so combined we're over like 45,000 views for Dragon Quest 11 review that's pretty damn impressive if I do say so myself I'm very very humbled by uh by all the support just like wow I I didn't expect this to happen
1: yeah, even more impressive I find is the comments because the comments are really, really good. Like, and you've even had some pretty good uh, debates in those things. So, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that what the fans want. And That's right. More like, Pokemon plus, yeah, plus <laughs> the the fact that you really enjoy this series is really a no brainer for for you to create more Dragon Quest content moving forward
0: yeah indeed, indeed, and speaking of Dragon Quest content and stuff like that, actually, you know what no let's let's do a little pause because I just spoke all about Dragon Quest and stuff like that so first off what have you been uh, what have you been doing because you ditched me so it's been like a month since people have heard from you
1: yeah, uh, before I talk about the games I've been playing, I want to talk quickly about WrestleMania because that was two weeks ago, I believe, or maybe uh, just a bit more than that. Did you don't watch WrestleMania, right? You I don't watch TV period. Yeah. So every year I watch WrestleMania. Now I've been doing that for like five or six years. I always watch a pay per view. Basically, last year I watched SummerSlam, and now I watch WrestleMania. So I watch two pay per views a year, let's say. And I don't watch Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or anything like that. So that's the only thing I watch. And I really enjoyed it. Like uh, there are there are a lot of matches that I thought were boring. But what I found extremely surprising was that for me the match that I enjoyed the most of the night was a, a female about between Charlotte Flair, which is the daughter of Rick Flair and I think her opponent's name was Asuka or something like that. Uh, it was amazing, it was the best match of the night, one of the best matches I've ever seen. It's it really opened my eyes because I used to watch wrestling a fanatic when I was in high school and when I was a kid. I never missed an episode of Raw or SmackDown and I managed to watch most pay-per-views. But back then, the female division was extremely weak. Like, what you were getting when you were watching a female wrestling match was basically uh, a bra and panties match where the the goal of the the match was to undress your opponent. And I'm not joking. That was the, the rules. That's what how you won the matches back then and most matches were like two three minutes long maybe five minutes long that was it so the female division has come a long way to the point now where it's just if not more entertainment entertaining in my opinion than the males match and there was actually the first wrestling match of ronda rousey there too and she was amazing i thought that some of the bumps she took were a bit hard. I'm afraid that if she continues to be that intense, she won't have a long career because she, I think she was a bit too rough on herself. But besides that, really enjoyed uh, those matches. And that's just a little quick something I wanted to talk about because I know we have a few wrestling fans who listen, mainly Ahmed. So I know there's a pay per view in Saudi uh, on Friday, I believe, which is tonight, called, uh, no, not, this friday but next one the 27th i believe which is called the greatest royal rumble which i think i might actually watch that one too so good stuff all around as for what i've been playing i have written down four games here so i'll start with maple story 3ds which is a japanese only uh, 3ds game and since you bought me a japanese 3ds a few years ago i've finally been using it so it's on the eShop. Really, really fairly inexpensive and I've heard many people, uh, put it on their list of, of Japanese games that haven't come here that are worth a look and then they were telling, uh, telling us that it's a game that you need no Japanese, uh, skills to actually play through. And I managed to beat it, so I guess they were not wrong about that. Although, I almost quit on a few occasions because it's an action RPG, but it's entirely in Japanese and there are zero, and I mean zero guides available uh, online for this game, zero, none. There's a YouTube series that lasts, there's eight episodes, so that's about three hours of content, but the game is, it took me 12 hours to beat the game, so after the first three hours, you're You're all alone. You're all by yourself. And I googled and googled and googled and could not find anything on this game to help me out. And there was like two or three instances where I just got lucky, basically. I did not know what to do, so I just messed around for 15 minutes. And at one point, I was going to give up, and then I hit. I went to an area, just check out as a one- uh, one last resort kind of thing and ended up triggering an event and was able to continue the game. So I'm quite curious to know if the people, I think what happened is that the people who played this on YouTube and whatnot basically played this for like an hour or two and that was it. And probably one of the few guys who beat this game. Because it, it is doable, like I, I did it, so it's doable for someone who doesn't know Japanese, but it's not that easy. It's not, uh, it's not a platformer, for example. Uh, the next game I want to talk about is Final Fantasy III on the SNES Classic, also known as Final Fantasy VI. Uh, this is a game that many consider to be one of the best, if not the best RPG ever released and i always wanted to try it i was really really saddened that it's not available on the new 3ds virtual console because it would have been perfect there i am four hours in and so far really really enjoying the game it's super crazy like i was just the last section i did was the i faced a boss who was basically a train and the train was chasing you. And you can actually suplex the train while he's chasing you. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, the story is pretty good. I want to play more, but it's just I need this on a portable system because I can't play. Uh, the only time I can play is when my kids are asleep or when they're not here, which is right now what I'm doing a podcast with you. So... I need this on a 3DS or on whatever system. So hopefully I can manage to find the time to play more. But it is it is as advertised right now. Like I can see why this is considered to be as good as it is. And I'm really having a blast with it. Uh, Next up is Detective Pikachu. I just started this uh, yesterday. I'm on chapter 3. And I'm going to have to give it a bit more time because so far I'm not that impressed. I, I had heard that it was more aimed towards children. Uh, but that shouldn't be good for me because I am kind of a children at heart. But it, it's too simple. There's too much dialogue for me. And I just was introduced to a character. And it's kind of like a, a cartoon. When, when you see a bad guy, it's super clear. He basically have a, has a sign on, on him that says, I'm the bad guy. So it's it, it has that uh, that cliché to it. But I've heard that it, it gets really good if you invest more hours. And apparently, it touches on some sub- subject matter that you would not expect to see in a kid's game. So... I'll be curious to know if to see if I actually play more of this, but so far I, I've, it's been a it's bit, it's been a bit boring for me. And last up, this is something I've kept secret for you, but I did not want you to get too excited because I did not play it for much. But I've been, I started Dragon Quest V, and I'm not even, I'm maybe an hour in, not far. Uh, what I did is, I think I'm. i I don't know how much you remember about the game but i'm still as a kid Mm -hmm. and i'm still really confused about what's going on and so far it hasn't really grabbed me yet because it's just the first hour so i'm still looking for that hook but i'm basically about to head out i believe and soon i'm gonna be able to explore dungeons and whatnot so that's pretty much what i've been playing what about you
0: well, before we go on to me, uh, Dragon Quest V is, is largely considered to be one of the best, if not the best, in the whole series. So I'll be curious to see, be very curious to see, because this is the lineage one. This is, I don't want to spoil anything, but this is, this is a big one. Um, and as for, what was the game that you were playing? What was it called? The one uh, that you were in Japanese?
1: Maple Story.
0: Okay, don't forget, man, um, you have access to a Jared okay good yeah. great great i'm glad we had that yeah, talk
1: that's true <laughs> i guess yeah, I, could so... have, I could have taken screenshots but the thing is no, no 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 not screenshots
0: i'm saying there's guides everywhere there's like thousands of them your problem is that you're searching in english if you search in Japanese you'll find thousands of them and and that's what I, all I would have done. I would have said yeah, okay, true, well, where
1: are you? Even on YouTube like the title of the game is Maple Story 3DS the subtitle is in Japanese. So if I just type Maple Story 3DS I should have access to the uh, Japanese videos because y- the the series I was looking at was from a Japanese guy. Hold on. Let
0: me let me well, okay, no, I don't want to waste time right now, but
1: Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm telling you is that on YouTube, uh the series was from, there's there's no videos on it. So even Japanese or not. There's not it's not a different name in Japanese. So unless Do you know Japanese- what it's actually What okay, does it look like is there a girl on the cover? Yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. So because the problem is is it's not called Maple Story. That's the problem. You see, if you if you look at the cover, next time you have the cover, take a look at the, the cover and you'll notice underneath where it says Maple Story, on the left hand side of it is kanji in black. And then you have on the right hand side you'll have kanji that's in a different color. Well the kanji on the left is Maple Story. That's why you can't find it, is because you're typing maple story i found all kinds of videos right now <laughs> okay in, in japanese they have a whole let's play and everything
1: yeah how many how many videos uh because you might you might have found this the same one as i did
0: boo, 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 boo. it's i just need to know what this is called here boom 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 here we go whoop uh, da, 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 da. full 3d walkthrough is this what you? The one that you found is it a,
1: a series? Yeah, the the one that I found says said that it, said that it was a full walkthrough. And was the a last video okay. of it? Was uh, in 2014, and it was like part ten, I believe, or part nine, and then there was never a follow up. But maybe maybe you're right. Maybe there are. Well, more.
0: Well, I got here's one. It's got 30, um, 30... Well, how old is this game? Let's start with that.
1: I believe it's a 2014 game.
0: Okay, because this was, this is a, the series has 31 videos,
1: and... um, Well, 31 videos seems like it would be a complete set, so yeah, you're probably right, you found one.
0: Okay, anyways, whatever. Um, Let's move on, sorry. Uh, I haven't been playing anything. I I finished Dragon, uh, I was going to say Warrior... Dragon Quest 4 on the DS, and then I finished off Dragon Quest Builders, which I'm going to do a little video on the weekend of, and uh, Dragon Quest Builders was an interesting one. I I, I don't have differing opinions of you, necessarily, I, like, I, I wouldn't say, like, oh my god, greatest game ever, but what I will say is that it, it it's a weird beast, this game. Uh, in the sense that like, I, I liked a lot of the same things you liked and I disliked a lot of the same things you disliked. The only thing where I'm kind of perplexed right now is with its open world mode. Because the open world mode is actually like this gargantuan thing, do what you want, build what you want, and, and it's just, it's weird how they, they did it. And that's all I'm gonna say right now. It is a little bizarre how they, how they, they space it all together because like, When you beat the game and you unlock all these different islands and you go visit those islands later on, like I found a bunch of resources in like one centralized location in the open world. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what's the point of that? And the challenges were kind of cool though, because you unlock like Erdrich's items and you unlock a few other things. But I'm, I don't know, I'm more or less done with the game right now. And then I went back to Dragon Quest 11 on the 3DS because everyone was talking about it, right? Saying how it's not going to come to North America and and all this. And so I thought, okay, well, uh why don't I why don't I go back and and just see if there's anything, you know, anything I I didn't do. I know I did all the quest line and all that jazz, but I'm like, you know, there's probably something I didn't do. Maybe I learned something with the PS4 version. So I went back and and immediately I started texting you, telling you like, wow, there's a, a lot of differences that weren't immediately like obvious. And I'm actually going to do a whole video on this because there is a lot of differences between the two versions, much more so than what what I originally stated in uh, some of those older videos in terms of stuff... Um, you know like the graphics and the mini games and the retro uh, inspired areas and like there's some fundamental differences even in the way your characters attack like on the PlayStation 4 you pick your commands as each individual character has their turn so they don't it's it's like they're not all guaranteed to be attacking at the exact same Time, Like in other words, you don't have character one, character two, character three, character four attack, and then the enemies and then character one, you know, you, you go back and you select the commands like that. But that is how the 3DS version works. So the 3DS version, you input the commands for the entire team, and then the whole team will react and the enemies will react and stuff like that. But it's not on a one on one basis. And I totally miss that. And that does make a pretty substantial difference. As you're uh, playing the game, and then of course, I guess uh, you'd like me to talk about that uh, video there. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is an interesting story, and I, I, I was it was really late when I when I did that video. I was essentially in a closet which is really funny because it looks exactly... Well, it's not exactly, but my whole place looks like the bathroom because <laughs> it's all uh, painted white everywhere. But it was late at night, and I know that there's kids that live downstairs, so I didn't want to be yelling and screaming. So long story short, essentially what happened was there were a few things that I had not done in Dragon Quest Eleven, And one of those things was with the... um Oh, I forget what it's called right now. I don't have it in front of me. But basically, you make Erdrich's sword at one point in the game, or you acquire it, rather. But when you go into the post-game, and again, I'm going to be very careful. I don't spoil anything. You have the ability to actually craft, essentially, a replica of that sword, something like that. It's not exactly the same. But again, I don't want to spoil anything. So I I had never done that in the 3DS version because I didn't know. I didn't realize uh, how exactly that all worked out and with the uh, ps4 version I had learned a lot of different things even though I didn't realize it at the time so I went back and I started doing some things like that and that led into some of the other costumes that I had missed that I didn't know existed and eventually that led me to stumble onto this particular cane and it was like something like I'm going to butcher this, but it was something like the cane or the wand or something like that of um, the heavenly god bird or something like that. And I was like, hmm, I don't remember that in the PS4 version. And in the PS4 version, because it were trophies, it was really easy to keep tabs on all the different weapons that you had acquired or gear, uh, like the different outfits and things like that. And so I was like, this is weird. What is this? So I grabbed the, the official strategy guide that I bought and I look up the weapon and I find it and it says nothing it simply says it exists and it gives you the stats and it gives you if you uh, are, are crafting like you can uh, upgrade your weapons and it gives you what a rank 3 weapon would be like and I was like what? so I went to a Japanese guide and it was the same guide that I had used when I had gotten stuck a couple of times except it's been what? you know it's been almost a year since the game was released now and when I did that I noticed that the whole guide had been completely changed. And so I'm looking it up, and I'm looking it up, and I eventually stumble across this this reference to something called the Palace of Remembrance. And I'm like, the Palace of Remembrance? Like, what the hell is that? And I, I can't find it anywhere, 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 this thing. So I start doing further research, and eventually I stumble across this thing that says... If you complete all of the quest line from the retro areas, which I had not done before, not all 10, um, because they require you to get these little critters called Yochi, and you can you can get them in the game. They're all over the place in the game. the problem is that their ranking is random. So if you get like an F rank, they basically have like 20 HP and they hit for 5 HP. And you're going up at the bottom floors, you're going up against regular enemies that have like 400 HP. So in other words, you're dead, like you're going to die instantly. So you want to get Yochi that are somewhere in the, like somewhere in the S or A ranking. That's That's basically what you want. And that's completely random when you find the Yochi in the actual game itself, like anywhere in the world. And if you have access to Street Pass, so if you have access to other players that are playing Dragon Quest Eleven, it's a guaranteed S rank between your your three DS systems. So you'll trade your partner, and they'll trade their partner, little Yochi. And I don't obviously have access to that so i was like oh man like it's just it's it's taking forever you know like it's going to take like 80 hours to to get all okay that's exaggerating but it's going to take a very long time in order to get all of these things and i was like do i really really want to do that right and but i i was like the rewards are non-existent so why am i bothering to do this well it turns out that i'm totally 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 wrong and i feel like a total moron because a huge surprise exactly (laughs) And the reason why (coughs) is because as you finish, and I should have known this because I I saw it in the game, as you finish the retro-inspired area, it's like a, a little slab of rock that has like a little book on it. And each game, so Dragon Quest 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, each one of them has three quests associated. And some of the quests take place in the same sort of area, and some of the quests take place in completely different areas. And if you complete all the quests for one of the Dragon Quest games, the hero of that game breaks up through the bottom of the rock as a stone statue. So I had completed Dragon Quest IX, and I had completed Dragon Quest Seven, I think it was. So I had seen those heroes, but I, I just thought that was the reward. You know, is that like, oh, well, when you're done, you're gonna have the heroes of all the all the different characters, and and that's that. But it turns out that after you beat all of them and you get all of those statues, they harness their powers and open up a new staircase that takes you to a four tier dungeon with the most powerful bosses in what they're saying the entire series is what this uh, this like a message board uh had and i i was able to corroborate it so i know it's real it's not fake and basically the bosses that you fight are super powered versions of really powerful bosses from the game but get this they pair them up so you have to fight two at a time and i i i was reading up and they were saying like these guys can hit for 999 every turn So you have to use strategies like poison, like one of your characters has to have like evasion set to the max. So you got to make gear that would give them all of the evasion. So yeah, your, the rest of your party is going to get wiped, but you'll be able to, you know, have that one dude alive and then, you know, poison them and then wait it out and things like that. And the, the real shocking thing of all of this is that there are exclusive rewards such as that cane that's the most powerful cane in the whole game and it's a reward for beating one of these super bosses and if you complete the entire dungeon you're actually given a non-controllable fifth party member and all of this stuff is 100 percent exclusive to the 3ds version and i just was
1: absolutely floored let me ask you quickly so that fifth member he would be permanent right Mm -hmm. but by the time you've done this the chances are you've done everything else in the game right
0: yeah it's a i think i again i don't know i haven't done it right so by by what i read it sounds like it's gonna be a yochi meaning it's just gonna be like a cute character that follows you around because if, if you don't know uh in the 3D well I'm not talking to you Stephen, but to everyone else if you don't know in the 3DS version because i it's not like this in uh in the PS4 version but in the 3DS version your characters are following you around all the time so you'll see him the little guy on the screen going around and it sounds like he's only a buff character like it yeah, doesn't it, sound it, like it he actually does anything
1: cool but i just this sounds like those like the of time reward where they give you uh what is it? Unlimited money when you find all the skulltulas? When you, you don't need money anymore? It sounds like a reward that once you get it, you don't really need it kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's more of a, of a showpiece. I think it's nothing more than that. Like I, you don't, you certainly don't need it. And I don't even think he's designed to actually help you. Like, I think it's more like a pet character type of okay. thing where it's just, you know, someone... Remember, this is a Japanese game, right? So people play their 3DS all over the place. So someone else would might see it and be like, hey, what the hell? You know, how do you have that little cute little mm-hmm. thing following? I, again, this is just... It's hyperball right now. I honestly have no idea. I haven't done any of this myself. I'm still... Uh, trying to finish off the Yoshi, But it, like I said, it does take a very long time when you don't have Street Pass because you're basically running around the whole world looking for these little guys. And if they're at like a, an F rank, you just tell them like goodbye. But then you have to wait for that character to cycle back in. So it takes forever.
1: Yeah, I know that Yoshi minigame, the dungeon thing where you went to ladders and you fought enemies. That was my favorite part. Like, I really adored that. Like, I didn't know, like, the F, the A's, the D's, the B's, what they meant, really. Except that on the obvious part, that they're better than the other Yoshis. But, like, I didn't get very far because I didn't know what I was doing. But I really enjoyed that mini game portion of the game. And it's surprising to me that you did not know about this and you just found out like almost like what six seven eight months after the game's released
0: yeah and you want to know what's really crazy man is that no one is talking about this that the official guide the official guide to dragon quest 11 that square enix made Has no mention of this whatsoever. It basically just tells you, oh, the retro areas are, are fun and, and, you know, you can get some good items if you, uh, if you, if you take part in it and it's good to share with your friends, your Yochi, and that's it. Literally, that's all it says. It doesn't show you maps, it doesn't, so I just thought it was a side feature. I didn't think anything of it, you know? And that's why. And now to discover this, I'm like, oh man, like this is, this is insane.
1: Yeah, I can't wait till you reach the four tier dungeon to see how much of a challenge it really is.
0: Oh, it's going to be a challenge, man. But your characters are
1: all level 99 by now with all the best gear, right?
0: Yeah. And, and like I said, um, well, you never experienced it, but Memories Lane. If it's anything like that, oh look out, man! Because Memories Lane on uh, on uh, in Dragon Quest Eight on the uh, on the 3DS, like you had to be level ninety nine, you had to have all the best gear, all the best weapons, and if you didn't know the trick for the boss, it, it it's designed like that. So it was designed. Every boss had something. That challenge your knowledge of Dragon Quest. So, for example, when you fought up against a, uh, you know, when Dulmegus is uh, the staff goes into the dog. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, right
1: now. yeah, you need to poison that guy. I remember you've talked about this before. Well, there in you go. Podcasts. Exactly.
0: Well, that's it. So, but if you don't, if you don't do that, if you don't do that, you literally cannot beat him it's it's not possible it's physically impossible to beat him even at level 99 with all the gear and everything else you will die because he starts to hit you more and more and more and his defense is almost like a uh, a metal slime so like you're hitting him for one HP so it's it's not gonna happen you're dead
1: <laughs> Oh, this is awesome man I hope you keep us updated and you play more hope no doubt you will, but I can't wait to see more of this because this is huge news for Dragon Quest XI. Even like a guy like you didn't did not know about this, and you've played the heck out of that game. So this well, is huge.
0: my cat. My cat is like complaining. He's like, I hate you, you <laughs> ass. Um, but yeah, no, man, it's, uh, it's huge, huge, huge news. And I really can't stress this enough because even in the Japanese community with my Japanese friends, they had no idea about this. So it, it, it's kind of bittersweet though to those of you listening to the podcast because it's kind of like it's one of those things where like it's cool and all, but everybody listening to this podcast will never have the opportunity to experience it. And that kind of sucks.
1: Well, you could always import it. It's doable. Like if I would have known about the to set my party members at auto battle, like I probably I could have at least went to the credits. So it's doable, but it it, it won't be ideal for sure. Uh, so let's go to topic two, shall we? Yeah, go ahead. It's I want to talk about a game called Monster Crown, and I've heard about this game. I believe two weeks ago. And it's a Kickstarter project, and it's supposed to be for the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation Vita, the Nintendo Switch, and Linux, whatever that means, and mobile devices, I believe. Basically, it's kind of like a Pokemon monster-taming game, but the huge emphasis is on breeding. So in Pokemon, when you breed people, uh, creatures it's always the mother like let's say you breed a pikachu with uh, what can you breed a pikachu with uh elekid uh, let's say you bre- you breed a pikachu with electabuzz i don't even know if they're compatible but let's say they are and the pikachu is the female and the electabuzz is the male the egg will always be a Pikachu. it will be the same uh, s- species as the mother is but what this game is attraction is, is that when you breed Pokemon, you will actually create new, uh, new monsters, and that's really appealing to me. And what I really love about this game—it's actually the first game I've ever backed as a Kickstarter. It, it looks like a Game Boy Color Pokemon game on drugs, like you would say back in the day. Like it looks. I'd say just a bit above a Pokemon Game Boy Color game, but just a bit below a Game Boy Advance Pokemon game. I love the visual style of the game, and you can clearly see that it's heavily inspired by Pokemon. And this is something I don't understand. Pokemon, like you all know, is my favorite series. I don't know why there aren't as many copycats out there. I always wanted to play more games like this, and... There are more games like this like there's Dragon Quest Monsters, Shin Megami Tensei, Monster Hunter Stories, Yokai Watch and stuff like that. The thing is what I want I like about Pokemon is how you capture Pokemon. How you capture monsters in those games is that it's not luck based. You actually have to paralyze them, you have to put their HP down and then you throw a Pokéball at them. In games like Monster Hunter or Shin Megami Tensei and Yokai Watch it's Not really, it's, there's always a huge luck factor into it. Like you always recruit them and it doesn't always work. I prefer game where you throw Pokeballs at them and stuff like that. But there's, Pokemon is the only series I know that's like this. And this one seems to be a bit similar to Pokemon. It's, you don't throw Pokeballs, but you offer the monster a contract. The thing is, the contract is kind of like a Pokeball, if you see, because it's in, You have a limited amount of them. So I think you have to purchase more contracts. It's probably going to be different types of contracts. So like you you get Pokeballs at the beginning of the game, but you can upgrade to Great Balls, Ultra Balls, all different kinds of uh, of balls to capture that helps you have a greater capture rate. And I believe that game will have uh, something like that, which I'm really looking forward to. And the single-player game looks awesome. And the game, from the sounds of it, is almost uh, complete they've been working at this uh, for two years now they've decided to go to kickstarter to finish the project to get the funding, to be able to finish this and their tentative release date is february so that would be in what 10 months yeah 10 months from now I would not be surprised if this gets de- this gets delayed. This is an indie game and it's very, very rare that indies hit their dates. I would assume that September 2019 would be a bit more realistic for this type of game. But nonetheless, I, I cannot wait for this game. This is something that if you like Pokemon, guys, or monster-taming series like Dragon Quest Monster, Shin Megami Tensei, and you really love the Game Boy Color type of visuals, the 8-bit styles, the 16-bit styles, like, keep a lookout for that game, and it's supposed to be coming out for the Switch, too, which is perfect for me, and it's going to be on Vita, too, so there's another option there for those who like portable gaming, like I do. Do you know what it's up to, uh, Stephen? Uh... the initial goal was 5,000. They've crushed it in, I think, 30 hours. And they've since, I, I got an update today. I, I think they're at 19,000 right now. Uh, they keep adding stretch goals and I think the last stretch goals to hit right now is like 27,000 or 36,000. Like, I, I, while you talk, I'll, I'll check out just because I don't want to say. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. Um, yeah, me, uh, like I was telling you, uh, before it's like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I've been, I've supported quite a few different things and the only things that have ever come out, uh, have been PC related. Everything else had tons of issues where people promised multiple, uh, SKUs and multiple things. And I've backed everything from NES type of games to dreamcast to you name it like modern stuff and like i said every single thing has had issues time and time and time again now i'm not talking about mighty number nine or any of that stuff because the truth is i barely backed any of those the only one that i really backed was bloodstained that's the only one with the even though i have a bad taste in my mouth of kickstarter it's still worth it to me uh, because of the fact that like I I I love like Castlevania uh, well we could say Metroidvania style games I just love them and so I I I'm praying to God this isn't Mighty Number no. 9, but yeah. But anyways, no, I mean, I checked out the trailer and something. and it looks good. I mean, it does look good. I'm not going to lie. It, if you're into this style of game, for sure, this is something to go ahead and check out. And I mean, the one thing that these guys got going for them that I like is that they're not asking for $50 million uh, in the sense that, you know, like some some put a pledge, like you can do, you can pledge 10000 for, like, dinner and a movie, and if you're lucky, maybe a little um, on the side... Um, and they're not doing that, so I like when when that happens. Another thing that I've 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 done recently is like board games. Uh, so board games have actually been probably the single most reliable form of um, I guess medium if you want to call it that on on Kickstarter. They might take t- a time to come out, but they always come out. Like I I I, I haven't heard anyway of anything that I've backed that has not come out and. Anyways, that's it. Just, just to say that, like, I've been kind of off of Kickstarter for a while, but I do like the fact that they, they're, they're not doing what a lot of other ones have done. And the fact that the game's already, you know, well into development and all of that is all good stuff. Mm-hmm. And the trailer is cool. I mean, the trailer is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, they've, they've keep, like, I get one or two email every day and they, they, they've done more videos that the developer actually did a Rocky type montage where he's preparing himself for a tournament. Of this game that they're doing soon it is pretty hilarious they've they are at twenty three thousand right now actually so they're higher than i thought they were i want to read you a quote because i i when you when i told you about this game you quickly jumped to that conclusion about this sounds fishy blah blah, blah. but i think what you were doing was more like precautionary and you were putting all games in the same basket but the thing i like about this is there's a quote in there that under the, that comes from the developer and it's under risk and challenges and that's right in the kickstarter page and, and this is a direct quote so i'm reading from the kickstarter page and it says the risks with monster crown are low we've been developing this game in our free time for two years and we found a great groove we have a stable team and a very vivid vision the risks are pr- primarily related to delays If certification on one of the above platforms takes longer than expected, we may run into delays. So that's, like I said, that's pretty much my only fear with this game is that it's going to get delayed. It's pretty much inevitable. But as far as it getting released, I have no doubt. And this developer is already a licensed Nintendo uh, publisher. So they already have everything set up for them to be able to publish on Nintendo. So if they weren't, because Nintendo platform is, is sometimes a bit harder to publish on than others, because Nintendo doesn't accept anybody, and but they already are accepted and are a, a licensed official Nintendo publisher. So that's, there is done. I know that, like I said, I don't think this will get released in February. That seems like a very, very uh, aggressive goal but still it's nice to have a goal in in there and this i i I want this game now to be honest like every time i watch a video on this i get more hyped up and this is exactly the type of game that i will i will eat up and i can't wait to see this i can't get and i'm hopefully going to give you guys more updates uh, as this goes on because this was a game that i knew nothing about like uh, last week or the week before that when i heard the story and now i really this is becoming probably my most anticipated game right now
0: it's going to be hands down your uh, game of the year <laughs> when it gets released probably actually so that's <laughs> funny uh, i guess this third topic is my own because it seems to be uh it's this comment i made and and it's funny because like i'm hearing a lot of different reactions uh to this so Basically, if you don't know, uh, Sega held a, a event in Japan called Sega Fez, and that's Fez, not Fest. I don't know why North American media is calling it uh, Sega Fest, but whatever. And they, they made a bunch of announcements, not the least of which was that Shenmue 1 and 2 would be remastered and released for everything but the Switch, which was a little odd to me, but okay, whatever and uh, that's not what we want to talk about today what we want to talk about today is that they also announced something for the switch and actually it sounds like it's exclusive for the switch and that is that they will be starting back their sega ages line and what does this mean to the future of the virtual console and i I don't think it's any secret at this particular point in time that the virtual console as you know it is over uh it, it was pretty much over after the wii and i know it 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 you know, it's been prevalent on the 3DS and it's been prevalent on the Wii U, but it never was able to recapture, I'm putting this in air quotes, the glory days of the of the Wii. Like on the Wii, it was unbelievable, right? You had like this wide assortment of consoles and you had like just like a plethora of different games. And so like Stephen was writing here. Does this mean it's the death of the virtual console? And I think it is. I think it is the death of the virtual console in the, the way that we've all perceived it. And I'm actually kind of wondering what Nintendo's gonna do, like moving, moving forward. We know that they've already talked about, like, incentives for their online program and that, you know, you'll be able to play something like uh, Super Mario Kart, but with, like, online multiplayer and stuff like that. And that's certainly awesome. That's certainly awesome. But I'm wondering, like, I'm just wondering how you guys feel about, about the virtual console in and of itself and even you steven we haven't really talked too too much about this and you know now that i've got the nes classic and the snes classic and my snes classic is actually still hooked up and i use it regularly now i'm i'm kind of wondering i'm like you know as cool as it is for like a retro fix it isn't the same as what was on the wii like on the wii you literally had what felt like You know, seven consoles, five consoles, whatever, whatever it it was. And like, I kind of miss that. If I'm going to be really honest, I I do kind of miss like having access to like Lords of Thunder, like just like, you know, like, like that type of thing. And I, I totally understand. It's not as easy as people make it sound like that. You can just take all those games that were on the the Wii and throw them, like, you know, day one. They're all available on the 3DS, and they're all available on the Wii, and they're all available on the Switch. And I totally understand that's not realistic. Just from a licensing standpoint alone, that's not realistic. But that doesn't make it any easier, especially now that Nintendo has stopped... Uh, well, basically, you can't. If I'm, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you can put money anymore on the Wii.
1: No, you I, can't.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, like, I find this a little bit bittersweet in a sense, just because, like, I mean, in the perfect world, I would have had something like Steam, and all their games would be on Steam, and then it wouldn't really matter, you know. Like, so long as they they kept the the main platform going, you would always have access to all these games, and it wouldn't really matter. So I find it a little bit bittersweet myself, but at the same time, I'm very, very curious to see what Nintendo is actually working on. And we've, we've heard everything, this is all BS. I mean, this is all just rumors and speculation, but I mean, fans have been, you know, clamoring for something like a Netflix-like sub so that there would be like, you know, 500 games and you just pay a certain monthly fee and then you have access to all those games. But I just don't see that. I don't see that happening for a couple of reasons. One, it's Nintendo and two. It does take time to develop these games, and yes, it's not like you know making a new triple A game, obviously, but it does it's not as simple as just porting it over if you want to have very good solid emulation. So
1: anyways, what do you think about all of this? I think that's the only way to go you You have to go for a Netflix style. You start slow, you start by releasing maybe 25, 30 games, and every month you put another 20, another 20, and then eventually you'll get a massive library, because your memories of the Wii are true, but it took a long time for the Wii to have a massive uh, console, a massive virtual console. It it started very slow, with very few releases, and it took like 5, 6 years to get to the point where it is right now. And then they had to restart all over again with the Wii U. And they would have to do the exact same thing with the Switch because even if it's possible to release them all at the same point, the problem is if you release 500 games on day one, your sales will be extremely limited compared to what they would be if you release all those 500 games individually on separate days because you don't have money to spend on or time on all 500 games. So it's like if you, it's like if Nintendo would have Uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, and Mario Odyssey, and Mario Kart 8, and they would have decided to release them all on the same day. Like They would not have the same sales as they did today because Mm -hmm. you you have a certain amount of money, a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. for some. So that's the problem. The dilemma I have with the virtual console is that they would have to start all over again, and I don't think that's really real, real realable right now. And I think what would make perfect sense, and the only issue is that this is Nintendo, I don't think... They see the value of this is for having a subscription model where people pay a certain amount of money and they have access to all the virtual console games. And eventually, they could put all of the games from the NES all the way to the SNES and the N64 maybe all there and you'd have a very, very great service that I believe a lot of people would actually buy and it would be a great source of revenue for Nintendo
0: glorious and now we're done goodbye everyone no <laughs> so where are we how are we doing for time
1: do we still have time yeah i have a bit of time uh, maybe we'll skip uh, topic number five uh we'll talk about what i want to do right now is talk about a-, a jar or genre whatever you how do you say that damn word jared it's a genre a genre okay yeah so what kind of genre Did you used to enjoy as a kid or as a teenager or whatever you want or as a young adult that you just cannot uh, play anymore, you cannot enjoy for whatever reason. And I'll start. And for me, it's beat-em-ups. As a kid, probably because back in the day, like three out of five games were beat-em-ups, so most (laughs) games were beat-em-ups, but I used to enjoy the heck out of these on the NES and even on the SNES and recently, I've... I've tried a few games of this genre... And I cannot play for more than five minutes. I absolutely hate it. And I don't know how I used to play these games forever. Games like Double Dragon. Games like even uh, Spider-Man Maximum Carnage on the SNES. I used to play that game so much... And it's an extremely hard game that I was never able to beat. But I used to play the heck out of it. And today... I don't know why. I just can't stand that genre. I can't. I already forgot how to say it anymore. Well, you're a monster.
0: That's all. <laughs>
1: no, uh, for me, it's uh, the, the
0: one genre that I, I used to... It's not so much... I don't want to say like, oh, I don't like it. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I used to like that I don't like. But platformers aren't as alluring to me anymore as they used to be. Like, I used to be really into those games. And it's not that, like, I mean, I, like, I, I still like Mario, obviously. You know, I, I spent, like, forever getting 999 moons in uh, Super Mario Odyssey. It's just that, like, I don't know what it is anymore. I don't... I. It, it's like uh, the game there that you've been asking me to play. Celeste? Um, yeah, that's it. Like, I don't have... It's. The drive is just not there anymore, and I don't know why that is, but I, I think it's, it, it, me, I'm more, more, like, I, I swing in into moods, and I think, like, right now, I, I'm really deeply into my, like, Dragon Quest stuff, just like you with your Pokemon. Um, and I, I think it's more, more to do with that than it is necessarily like me not standing things. Cause me, I sure do like my, uh, beat ups. I'll tell you that I actually have a beat up for the Genesis that I pre-ordered. Like, it feels like three years ago now. I don't even remember what the hell it's called anymore, but, uh, I'm still waiting for that. I hope that gets released sometime, uh, you know, soon cause it's been forever, <laughs> And I'm still waiting for my Switch battery there. I think, uh, what was that, Indiegogo? I have to check that out. I have to, It was like a battery case switch charge. That's what it was called. And I was like, ah, oh, cool, you know. And they made $402,000, and it actually had just started being uh, shipped out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I'm confuzzled why I haven't gotten it yet. Are because you
1: sure it's safe to use? Because it's ex- external power source not officially licensed by Nintendo could break your system. Well,
0: this is why I, I haven't used it. Well, I don't have it to use it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I was uh, like, that's the one good thing, right? Is like, I'm, uh, I'm waiting for. Yeah, you
1: should uh, wait till other break their yeah, systems. Yeah, well, that's, that's you exactly it. it.
0: <laughs> See here, many of you have been rightly frustrated by lack of deliveries outside of the United States. Well,. I am outside of the United States, but they said that U.S. and Canada were part of it. So, I'm a little a little confused. So, I might shoot these guys just a thing and just saying, what's going on, guys? Because uh, it's weird. Um, but anyways, whatever. So, yeah. So, that takes care of that. Okay, um, we'll, go,
1: we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. Quickly. I wanted to talk about some Pokemon rumors because uh, lately, I think it was a Spanish official Nintendo magazine confirm that the next pokemon game will be generation eight and this this should be uh, taken with a grain of salt because that magazine has been wrong in the past and the pokemon company never refers to uh, pokemon as generation one generation two generation three so they never use that word but basically what this means is that the pokemon game you'll see on the switch Will be like the next installment of Pokemon. Like it will be a Sun and Moon, an X and Y, a Red and Blue. It will be a new entry in the series, a new generation. And it will be apparently coming out in November of this year. That's, that's what the rumors are saying. The rumors are saying that Game Freak, Nintendo, the Pokemon company are working really hard to get this game out by the holiday season of 2018, which would be awesome, of course. And the last rumor, well, the rumor, the last thing that happened is that someone spotted, I believe, yesterday or this morning that Nintendo trademarked the word Ultra Shiny. And I'm not sure if it's Nintendo, if it's the Pokemon company who did this, but the thing that's uh, that's curious here is that in various Pokemon hacks, in various games created by... Uh, not by poke by how do you call this when someone makes a game like like me when i do with uh what i did with my uh, rpg maker when someone makes a pokemon game that's not officially uh, licensed by nintendo we call that pokemon hacks they have been uh, versions of ultra shinies or different kind of shinies basically these are like what jared did with with his uh shiny mewtwo shiny mewtwo's uh you have one one chance out of like, what is it? Like 4,500 to encounter one or something like that. These are extremely rare. But basically what Ultra Shinies are in Pokemon Hacks or even rarer versions or alternate versions of Shinies. So some Pokemon might have more than one kind of Shiny. So that's what people are saying right now is that the next version could have different Shinies. And I would be in on that if and only if they are extremely and i mean extremely rare like one out of like a hundred thousand like something like that and if they find a way to prevent people from hacking and cheating in pokemon games because right now i like shiny hunting it's awesome but it's not as awesome as it could be for one reason and that's because hackers out there and even people like you and me can easily create their own shinies using uh, save 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 modifier programs using putting your memory card into a computer and uh, modifying it or using programs like poke hacks and stuff like that so it's very easy for someone to create pokemon and make them seem legit so that's kind of ruining a bit the uh, shiny pokemon because everybody can create a shiny pokemon in two seconds so i hope that on the switch when it is released that hacking and cheating will be harder or next to impossible to do because if it isn't and they actually introduce these ultra shinies then people will hack them like crazy and i just don't want this to happen i wouldn't mind them if they're actually extremely hard to find that would be cool, imagine finding one of those guys out in the wild. How awesome it would be,
0: yeah, no, that would be uh, that would be pretty damn cool, man, That would be pretty damn cool, but that was the thing you know that was something that I was thinking of when I was on my sofa i 'm not going to lie is that like as I was going through and, and you know i don 't know how many hundreds of times or a thousand times or whatever I reset that that game to to get that um that guy that Mewtwo um but like part of me was sitting there and like on YouTube there's people that have hundreds of them and and that give them away they distribute them like in the uh, global trade they mm-hmm. just put a shiny Mewtwo type of thing like uh for like someone's birthday or whatever they'll release like 200 of them out in the wild and I'm assuming if they can do that, I'm assuming that Nintendo has no way of really preventing that, like that.
1: Period. Yeah, it has to do with the the hardware though for the 3DS. Like the 3DS, you can you can a good thing about it is that you can copy your uh, save files and whatnot, which is something you cannot do with the Switch right now. So maybe it will be harder. ...for this to happen with the Switch, because I do, it it was, this was, like it was doable during the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance days... ...because of stuff like Game Sharks and whatnot, but I don't know if Game Sharks and stuff like that is still around. There will probably be a workaround, there always are, but I'm just hoping that it's more difficult, and of course... Any Pokemon released before uh, Generation 8 will always be doable because you can go back in Generation 7 or 6 and then transfer them all the way up using Pokebank. But if they do introduce Ultra Shinies of uh, different Pokemon, then I'm hoping that they do fix uh, the methods that you can use to hack and cheat your way into this game because I don't understand why people do this. Like, it's... It, it, it ruins the purpose of finding a shiny and it ruins the enjoyment of finding one.
0: Well, well, that was it, right? Like, that's why, that's why I said, like, pardon me, I won't lie, was, was looking at this saying, like, what the hell are you doing, Jared? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but you like, know that
1: your Mewtwo is legit.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, precisely. And I also know Jared, uh, like I know myself, and I know I would never do that. Like, that's not the type of guy I am. I would never, I mean, look at our videos on YouTube. I mean, we we I just got like blasted from a guy that was like, "Why the hell is your your DS quality so crappy?" I am a stickler for for original stuff. We will use emulation for sure if you know if there's really no other choice, or if it's um, you know like. If it's just easier, like with Dragon Quest Four, you nailed it when you said, like, well, you know, the guy doesn't want to play another twenty hours to get, you know, some of the deeper Mm -hmm. or later content of the game, and that's exactly right. And like you, right now, it's just much easier for me to play games portably. So obviously, I'm gonna same. I'm gonna do the same thing with five. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it, and and you know, I'll either do off
1: screen footage or it'll only be like the very early portions of the game, and that that will be that. What's your take on uh, Pokemon on Switch? Will that be a day one purchase for you? Are you yeah, super course. hyped about it? Or
0: well, well, no, no, we like, kind of okay. lost in the shuffle. No, no, I, I'm going to be exactly like I was with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Like I'm going to do exactly what I did with with those games. It's it's one of those series now that like it's I I'm, I like it like you know what I mean like I I really enjoy it but I'm not I don't want to know very much about it. If if that makes sense, it's yeah. like um, it's like the Last of Us. Okay, the Last of Us Part Two. I apparently there's been there's been other trailers released. All I have seen is the original teaser with Ellie playing on her little guitar. There, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything else, and I don't want to. I I don't. I really don't want to. I want to wait until that game is out, and and experience it like that. And I know you're gonna be there talking all about it and stuff like that, so it's inevitable I'm gonna hear stuff about it but yeah I, I I purposely with with that series now is it's one of those series where I just want to, I, I want to know like you know oh it's coming out you know uh, this September or something like that and I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh okay cool kick ass um, is there two two versions is it you know like whatever and uh, and then we'll go from there but no it's great like it, it's it's awesome.
1: Yeah, this one you'll actually be able to capture footage for it, which opens up a whole you, a whole pot of possibilities. So yeah, exactly wish, the same. I, I wish I had the same, uh, same uh, options as you because boy, well, I would we love, to, make stream. It. I would no, love to stream. I would love to stream. We can
0: make that, that happen. The, the thing with you that's going to be the critical factor is the internet that's going to be the critical factor because i i can't help you with that i can help you with the computer i can help you with you know like all the capture stuff and all that jazz but i can't help with your internet like that you're on your own for that <laughs> so okay um now a blast from the past i don't know whose turn it is i'm it's looking yours. it up it's yours uh, i did the
1: i did the last time uh, where yeah it was where castlevania though? i believe i, I took Something yeah. Like that.
0: Yeah. So I took. I just need to. I have the game. I just. Uh, just a second. It's just because I don't want to lie. I want to make sure I, I actually remember the game I'm about to talk about. Uh, which one is this? Oh yes, it was Illusion of Gaia. Do you remember that game?
1: course are you
0: being sarcastic
1: uh is, this, is it a super nest game by yeah. square
0: it's a well by square uh that's a good question who was it by i thought it was by nintendo okay oh no know. not not nintendo but i thought they published it in north america is what i'm saying it's an enix game just so you okay. know it's Anix. quintet yeah yeah it's, it's yeah well technically you're right today <laughs> yeah uh I'm just I'll looking for I just wanna see uh give me a second. Do, 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 do. Yeah, okay. So if I remember right, I, I'm not looking up, I'm just looking at a video right now because I wanted to remember. This is the game that reminds me a lot of Alundra if you've ever played that on the PlayStation 1 and if you never did play that on the PlayStation 1 that's one of those games where I, I recommend people go check it out it's like the Legend of Zelda on drugs no I'm kidding <laughs> it, it's very similar to the Legend of Zelda same as this very very similar type of game to Legend of Zelda where combat and whatnot is um, is done in real time but it's it's much more RPG in the sense of you know you got a lot of towns to explore a lot of different uh, equipment and all that kind of crap and mm. Very, very, very good game, and very, like I say, very reminiscent of Alundra, and I can't believe I got to do that these days, but I do have to do that these days. Years back, you used to say that the newer game was like the older game, but because we're such old geezers now, you you basically have to be like, well, you know the newer game that you know so well? Well, this game is sort of like that. So it's like that. So I'm sure there's some people out there that have, have played Alundra. And it's very similar to that, so it's very, very similar to a link to the past, and very, very good game. I, I to this day, I still, I, I would love to talk to someone at Nintendo and find out why they never made another Zelda game on, on the, um, on the Super Nintendo, and games like this from Quintet. Who Quintet? If you don't know who they are, I want to just go on to say some of their more. Other uh, games they did ActRaiser. That was the other one I was thinking of, and they even wow, I didn't know this. They were development support for Shenmue. Very interesting. They I don't think they exist anymore. Um, yeah, no, has not been active since the two thousand. Oh sadness. But anyways, yeah. So, Illusion of Gaia is my pick for the blast to the past or of the past or whatever it is of the From past. The
1: past, damn you. Yeah, well, we'll see if it was close. It's only been 42 episodes. You should know it by now.
0: You would think, eh? I got serious issues. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to continue my list, man. I'm coming to the end. I only have till episode 52. (laughs) Damn it. So, yeah, so that's it. So I think we're good. We're an hour and 15 minutes into the podcast. That's usually a good time. So Stephen can go pick up his Children of Doom. And I can, uh, I think I'm just going to put this together. What time is it? Yeah, I'll put this together. And then I'm back to Dragon Quest, which I won't lie, is kind of boring as hell right now. Just running around in circles <laughs> getting uh, Yochi. But I know that the reward will be worth it.
1: Uh, Don't you have uh, two copies of the game? You have yeah, a digital? But
0: doesn't, yeah, but it's Oh yeah, really. but
1: it's all on the same 3DS. But you could use your uh, copy, your physical copy, put it on the other Japanese 3DS and Pass.
0: Yeah, but even if you do that, you're gonna only get one per day.
1: Yeah, but that's you no, said but it was a guaranteed S rank earlier. It is,
0: it is, but it's not. I don't think it's it's worth the the effort because by the amount of hours that it would take me to get to the Ochi Village, okay. which I is like it's because like I'm, I'm exaggerating. It it doesn't take hours to to do it. It's just the fact that like it does take a but while. How many hours
1: to get it S- is, does it take you right now to find an S rank Yoshi?
0: No, not not hours. Maybe five minutes.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. So it's, it's just yeah, it's just it's not a, it's it's worth. It. it was just a an idea I had right there that I no no thought uh, believe maybe me. Maybe you didn't think about.
0: No, no, no. I, I thought of that. <laughs> believe me. It's it's not. That's why I said like I'm exaggerating. It's not. It's not the time investment that makes it a little bit aggravating. It's the fact that you you get your team, your team's mainly going to be made up of A. If I'm being honest, you're going to get more A's than anything else. And then you're going to go into the, um, uh, what was it called? The, the Labyrinth of Time or the Time Labyrinth or something like that, which is the, the thing you were talking about that you love so much, the uh, side-scrolling thing and you, where you go down. And the problem is that at, the, at these levels, to beat the level you need to do like to go through all your yochi like twice so that it's just repetitive that's what's aggravating it's just that it's very very repetitive to have to you know get your whole party wiped when you know that you're at like the exit to that stage and then have to go back out find another party that's the thing that's been aggravating that's it everything else though has been fine
1: all right Well, I guess this will be the end of the podcast. I want to remind you guys that we're released bi-weekly. We alternate between Canadian Gamers, which will soon be our 100th episode, and Nintendo Fanboys every second Sunday on YouTube and whenever Jared feels Mm -hmm. like it on podcast services around the globe. Come on.
0: Nothing. That's it? That's all you
1: got? I died. Apparently so.
0: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching as always or listening as always. And uh, we will see you back here in two weeks with another glorious podcast. Take care, everyone.